Hello and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm, of course, author of The Robot Proof Recruiter, which I might or might not show every single show. Oh, my gosh. It's it's tripled. It's had babies. And I am also a facilitator and speaker. I'm, of course, joined by my gorgeous co-host, the very talented talent acquisition professional, the one that only the amazing, Mr. Glenn Martin. Hola. Oh, that was a bit delayed, wasn't it? Regular viewers, yeah. what are we going to do with him? And today I'm super excited to be talking to another talented talent acquisition professional, Ms. Liz Dowling. Welcome to the Social Recruiting Show. Welcome, Liz. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Liz, Liz and I were having another one of our marathon conversations <laughs> on the telephone. That's like old school, you know, we actually call people in. And... Um, I loved the topic that we were talking about. So we had to have you on the show so we could talk about, I'm actually going to do my banner earlier, post-pandemic considerations, which is a bit random Ooh. to be having when they've just extended our lockdown here in the UK for three weeks. Big topic. But, big topic. And I still think mm. it's quite important, even though they've just done that. So, okay. Liz, yeah. welcome. Welcome, welcome, Liz. And before Thank we get into you, the main context of today's chat yeah. it'd be really cool for people that the very few people that don't know you Liz how did you get into recruitment I was conned <laughs> <laughs> seriously that's I the was. best answer yet isn't it <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, I was supposed to be like chief marketing officer of Diageo now that was my route <laughs> um <laughs> I uh so basically I left university well halfway through like leaving university I got offered some grad schemes and my dad being an accountant advised me to go to Michael Page and get some advice. And they said that I should uh, go and join them for my first year and see like all sides of the fence. And uh, then I'd be able to make my mind up whether I wanted to go into an advertising agency or client side to be, you know, fabulous in marketing. Yeah, and here I am. <laughs> decent yeah, um, decent, decent Five years later. <laughs> 20 years later. I know. Well, um, and um, so I did um, uh, five years um, with recruitment companies, um, uh, a startup with one, one of them, uh, which is part of EMR, um, and then um, got really bored. I was like, right, I've got to, like, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, go and learn more. Um, so I went into an advertising agency and um, basically bartered with them that if I saved them money in recruitment, they should invest in me and uh, pay for my HR and training qualifications. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, cool. and then um, the rest is history. So in that whole uh, space, I spent oh, 15 years, um, went from an advertising agency to a tech digital agency, um, and then ended up working for AKQA, um, getting them acquired by WPP, and then... Um, taking uh nine different agencies um that had been acquired uh, by wpp um and merging them into one um wow. in, oh, Se uh, in seattle makes me want uh, wine just thinking about it mm. i know 200 yeah. 000 air miles a year 24 countries 1500 wow. people nine boards all wanting to be top of the tree uh so naturally um yeah it was great fun uh no it was it was really good fun but, um i came back uh to the uk in 2014 and thought i'll take some time off and then just naturally kind of like ended up working with um companies that were looking to go through change or scale or growth 
and uh, doing both everything from managing talent acquisition through to looking at the whole HR infrastructure, including like restructuring boards, etc. So yeah. Wow. So you don't like you don't like doing any small projects then, Liz. You know, for you, small is boring. Bigger, more yeah. complex, more complicated, better. Uh, no, I, I, I think that actually I I one of the few people that I still love the day-to-day -day recruitment. So I will still like get involved in like recruiting receptionists to understand the whole workflow. Um and actually I think that um my lessons have been to like actually like pick off something that's small and transform it mm. to do it well mm. and deliver cool. results. Love that. Um, we have some hellos coming through here that I just feel oh. the need to share because actually this is really cool. Uh, uh, so uh, Vanessa Ralph from South Africa. Hello, Vanessa. Well done. Considering this is like alcohol o'clock. Mind you, I think you guys are running out down there. Uh, Marion Gordon. Hello. Yeah. I don't think you had before. Emma Fry Vogel. I mean, the awesome Mr. Jim Beresford. Uh, Vikram, oh. thank you for joining us yet again. Um, I've got Robin Schooling over here saying I order is doing her usual. And yeah. importantly, uh, Stephen Telford asks, are there no limits to the style of Glenn's wardrobe, loving the shirt? With an None arm thing, which I won't do because I'm too old to do that. Blending into yeah. his home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there are no limits to the uh, to the wardrobe at all. Her it's wardrobe. shameless. <laughs> Uh, and Vikram, we're going to be having a chat about a different discussion, so I we'll have to come back to your question after the show. So, yeah. topic up, Liz topic and I. Up. Oh, shall I do it again? I've already done it. We're not doing it up. Boom, boom, boom. Post Post. Pandemic. I know, which is a bit random because we just got locked down in the UK for another three weeks, didn't we? And I think the US is still part lockdown and South no. Africa is certainly locked down. Hey, do you know what? They Great. can't even buy alcohol in South Africa. We have, I know, here. Yeah. I know. Uh, alcohol. Hello, Hmm? Hey, Alcohol or cigarettes? Yeah, that's really good. Though so, people stop smoking. What are we? What are we saying? We, what are we? This, what, came, what this are came about places? because Liz had a completely different viewpoint on when we start dribbling back to work, which I thought was really okay. interesting. So she can Let's elaborate. Yeah. So um, I've had a lot of people going, "Oh, you know, it's going to be great. You know, going back to work." And actually, I think there are going to be a lot of people. Um, I think what we have to remember is, is that every single person is experiencing different things at the moment as individuals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people are like mm -hmm. grieving, like the loss of loved ones. Other yeah. people are like having like massive loneliness. Other people are just like sitting here, like we go, like, oh, we're like cleaning the house, like, you know, doing all this stuff. Um, and I, I think that kind of like combination, you've also got like things like domestic violence, and mm -hmm. there's an awful lot going on. And also, I'm not sure that a lot of people are going to want to jump, like, on public transport and mm. you know, go back into, um, you know, their normal life. Mm. Um, and I also... Do you think this will be a bit like uh, post line 11, post July 7? No. no. no? You think people will be more be hesitant? Absolutely, because I think that how are you going to get to and from work with social mm. distancing, because the government is saying that we're going to have to social distance until we've got the vaccine, which is 12 mm. months away. And it's kind of crazy to me as well that you can't throw an event for over 500 people, but yet you can get on the tube or you can go into an office. Mm. Yeah. And they're thinking like about like Oxford Street, you're going to have to walk on the right-hand side if you're going one way. Oh, yeah. and left 
that's just crazy. One way, one way. And then like face masks. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. And also, yeah, and and also as well, there's going to be some people that are going to be completely overwhelmed. Like myself, I'm solo. I'm self-isolating. So by the time June comes, I'm not going to have actually had like a hug or any like physical like interaction Mm -hmm. for Mm. oh come on you've got noah i've got yeah yeah, no i've got no no, animals absolutely Mm. but that would be quite weird for me i might be like get the fuck away (laughs) sorry (laughs) 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 can i just say while you're swearing some of the people in the side channel i'd love to hug uh liz never who i haven't met in person yet but i know is also a 71 baby i'd love to hug her sophie power best hugs ever and evan you give pretty good hugs as well so and robin's schooling certainly does robin's probably doing that oh, to everyone. Oh, and even ian pedigree's so, in today we've got all the cool people in today yeah. so who's gonna invent an can we, yeah can i we know ping, can we ping ian's question up because i think it's, it's quite oh, time no, because Ian, ian's writing on linkedin rather than over on facebook where all the cool kids hang out um do oh, you okay. think meant okay the question is do you think many people will want to go into an office anymore or might people have got a taste for remote working so i think that I goes think on with your single thing it depends what they're yeah. needing doesn't it so i think the whole thing is that i think you need to create a hybrid and I think that everybody's going to be quite unique. I was talking to a mm. friend of mine yesterday, yeah. and she works at an advertising agency, and they're yeah. like planning like a big party, where because like mm. all of their so like they want to come back to work because their whole like life is around you know their their workplace, and they're mm. all missing each other so much. Like they're on house party twenty four seven. She's like, oh my god, they're not doing any work, and so they're like, <laughs> yeah, actually like, oh, you know, they can't wait to get back together. But there are going to be other people that are just like, I'm scared. I've got fear, mm-hmm. but also as well, mm-hmm. like I think everyone's going to have different experiences from this, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's really important to re, you know, recognise that, yeah. but also start planning for that now. Um, yeah. And one of the things that concerns me is that we've been on this, like you know, for the last eleven years, it's like hyper growth, and companies, you know, talking about transformation and future work, blah blah blah, and like yeah, we're going to invest in learning and development. But I don't think there are very many people out there Mm-mm. that have had investment in terms of communication. So mm-hmm. they they don't know how to have these conversations with people, um, mm-hmm. especially as well when you throw in uh, the whole kind of complexity around like hashtag me too, where men are like concerned to have like conversations with women in case like they get into trouble. And also as well, there'll be certain people that don't know how to have, if someone you know has had someone that's passed away, they're gonna be like, oh God, you know, I don't know what to do if I like kind of like open that kind of worms. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. it's really important for, and I think it's brilliant actually that the lockdown's been extended for us as a function, because it mm-hmm. gives us an opportunity to get our shit together. And the first thing that I personally would be doing if if, if I had a job is um, I would be like sending out some form of survey to my employees mm-hmm. to understand like one, how's it been? How are you doing? Two, mm-hmm. what you know, what are the experiences that you're going through? Three, do you want to talk about them or do you just want to like be left alone? Four, yeah, you know, like what like True. what what does your you know new world look like? And you know, do you want to come back full time? And things like you know. Oh, oh, oh! There's a can of so You ask them that question. On that. Well, how, do so do like, that? how do you want to come back to work? Of course you yeah. do. You can't expect them to and, like. Sorry. 
No, go for it. You can't expect them to. You're the guest. I don't yeah, exactly. expect people to. Uh, I would personally feel if someone turned around and said, "Right, you've got to be in the office next Monday," I'd be like, "Hang on, when it suits you, I'm expected to turn my home into an office, a school, etc." But then, as soon as you're ready to like get back to work, I have to like this is like a like a mutual yeah. relationship going yeah. forward, and the whole like dynamics of business and work has changed. Um, <laughs> some good comments here on that so sorry glenn i so interrupted yeah, go you for it. Time. well actually liz interrupted you the first time um <laughs> my company did that so great they asked questions like what worries you about returning to work so that's audra who works remotely anyway mm. to be fair uh, mm. she's very spoiled uh and sophie we've been calling everyone to ask how people uh, ask people how they're managing is there anything they need support equipment wise etc mm. yeah. it's been really helpful that's yeah. so cool that's the yeah. point on both both Audra and Sophie's point there. I think you could perhaps use a, a survey to start the conversation, yeah. but actually the conversation needs to be very much one-to-one. -one. And I think this is where leaders and managers need to really think about now mm. how they're going to approach that conversation or, or start yeah. actually to start having well, that dialogue. Because I think if, you know, so for, so for us, you know, collectively, we're, we're kind of knowledge mm. workers, we could gradually return to the office without real pressure whereas some people might you well, don't know obviously um no, but some people might have real reservations know. around it <laughs> they're, they're anywhere. but also like you, people are quirky right so Vikram yeah. has written when I was a freelance mobile dev mm. I did work from home but in the current role I prefer an office setting like how's that for mm. contrary um yeah, and what's Ivan written here the idea of getting in a car and driving for an hour to the city I'm not sure I'm looking forward to that really so this is what they're okay. saying. So a lot of people are saying, yeah. oh, oh, you know, like leisure and travel is having like a yeah. complete dip. But actually, mm -hmm. if you look at it, they're saying that in uh, like the, you know, big cities, hotels are going to like go through the roof because people are going to actually be commuting. They're going to be going in on a Monday, staying there until a Thursday and going home because they don't want the toing and froing. Because the wow. less, well, like, yeah, I, I was reading that. Story. And the other thing is, as well is that what about people's childcare? Because nurseries have like gone under, they've had to pull people out or they might have to let their nanny go. So it's like you can't click a button and expect people to come back. But also it'd be interesting to see, I don't think that anyone, I, I, I'd love to hear if a company has been measuring productivity because obviously we Must knew that before up. this. Well, you don't like. I reckon the, it's gone up. Yeah, it's funny though because I was like, um, I don't know if you um, ever read like the Edelman uh, Trust Barometer. And they yeah. did a, um, a survey in November mm -hmm. um, and 75% of people that they spoke to had anxiety and fear about losing their job due to gig economy, recession, et cetera. Um, and it was, um, they'd already said that they had lost faith in the system, in like, you know, democracy, capitalism. So then now 87% of people are looking to CEOs as they're like you know they're, yeah they're leaders so i think that it's it, you know there's a lot on 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 companies plates because they've got the whole mm -hmm. crisis management piece going on but also mm -hmm. if you look at a lot of businesses that have done very well you normally get promoted because you're good at what you actually do rather than because you're a good leader and yeah. i think oh she's gone do you think she okay 
Okay. Um, well, on that Katrina point, Katrina Francis, like I will uh, tell Liz your comment there. Yeah, when she comes back. <laughs> What's Lee written here? Lee's written War and Peace as ever. We've been in a credit oh, cool. bubble. Uh, as, oh, here she is. Dun, cool. Okay. Oh, now I'm there. in the middle. Oh, did you just like chuck me out? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, cool. just, I just bought in Lee's comment to fill in the time. We've been in a credit debt bubble, oh, uh, some say, uh, since, I guess that means since 1968. It's simply a, mm. a very large needle that has burst the bubble. This bubble is far worse than the subprime bubble. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, so we redefine the next 10 years. So I was listening to a psychologist yesterday, and he was saying that actually COVID is the best thing that's ever happened to us because it's like a very expensive form of a vaccination. Mm -hmm. But with biohacking and everything that's going on, that we could have been in a lot more trouble. Um, and it, it's kind of like a bit of a wake-up call. Um, and mm -hmm. it's going to enable us to get our infrastructure in place because what's amazing is, is that we have been going on about future work, digital transformation, da, 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 for flipping years. Years. And, yeah. like, you know, like, it's amazing that all these companies that actually – have no, like last week they didn't know what a website was and now suddenly they transformed their entire business and they're mm -hmm. online up and running and we're still like dragged down by bureaucracy and red tape and yeah. acquired fears. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I absolutely you, agree. For, for anyone who's a wee bit older than I am, so like people that are into their 50s, so mm -hmm. we take the ex-husband, currently he's yelling at his Zoom screen upstairs, it's hilarious, <laughs> um, but like how fast he has got to grips with Zoom managed to get some other crazy cycles together yeah. and is running classes and earning income as well. Yeah. Like, whew. It's yeah, but that's cool. what I'm saying. Agile. I've yeah, been mind exactly. by how this fast the, he's done that. This is the thing. I think that as businesses that are in that space, we are so like, oh, you've got to ask for permission for that. You've got to do this. Uh, but also as well, like acquired fears. Like everyone else who had no idea about technology before, like they're often like my dad's like doing like Zoom on bridge. He didn't like know, you know, like you know. Actually, my mum is driving me crazy because she's turned into like a detective. <laughs> I started like oh, I didn't know you did that in two thousand and fourteen. To be like, oh, God, what are you on now? Oh. But, yeah, I mean, like no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but it did take me about an hour last week to train them on Zoom. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, the thing is, though, this has forced a lot of people to change, right? This forced yeah. change in business models. But Absolutely. I wanted to pick up on your point. I wanted to pick up on your point in terms of productivity, because I think oftentimes yeah. productivity is measured through a kind of subjective and objective measure, right? So if somebody's in an office, yeah. you can see them. Surely they're busy. And yeah. so certain managers and leaders now perhaps have to reframe how they view productivity based on yeah. obviously the, the virtual scenario. So what's yeah. your thoughts on that? Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of technology from other spaces come into sector. So my friends have been telling me about Classroom Dojo, which they've been using to just schooling. And every morning it kind of like sets tasks and then, you know, you kind of like go along and give your examples. Mm -hmm. It's like, God, that's amazing. <laughs> but why don't we have that in the corporate world? You actually like give people tasks, you give examples and you measure them and you can actually see the productivity. I don't know if there are very many businesses that are actually like measuring productivity in, in terms of an efficient way of like, 
quality versus quantity. So the companies are like, you've got to deliver these KPIs, but actually what's the end result? Mm. And then the whole like OKRs or WOWs or whatever we're calling them this week, mm. people like could be like brilliant in terms of they could be like kicking down the door, but there could be people saying, no, hold up, you're not allowed to do that. So I think, mm. you know, we've mm. got to get better at actually looking at how we measure productivity and yeah. then how we look at like what are the roadblocks that people face yeah and you I know presentism is still a problem as well. i agree the presentism yeah. there'll still be that issue of we want you at your yeah. desk where we can see you i mean the people that is opening up like zoom rooms and you have to sit in front of your computer all day that kind of crap whereas it's actually crazy. i i find personally but then i don't have children okay so i hold my hand yeah. up to that but i get more work done in a shorter period of time yeah, because I, I can just go in and concentrate. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was in an office, I was forever distracted by other people's noises and the coffee conversations, yeah. and just it, yeah. people would just interrupt you, wouldn't they? As I think you've got a bit more control at home, but I don't have children, so. No, but I don't think it, it matters on how you, I think everyone works in different ways. And if you mm -hmm. really want to create a diverse workforce, you have to enable people, like, you know, by nature, tech, mm. like, like developers, they tend to be night owls. So they will do like better like in the evening. Some people will do better like with like short bursts. And I think mm. you have to, uh, you know, adapt to if you really want to deliver. And and this is going to actually like separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, mm. in terms of employers now, but it's like yeah. you need to get out of the way. You need to engage your people. You need to let them fix this. I need to trust them. And if you don't have that trust and empathy, you're not going to survive. So what trust do you think? Game, I, I, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a scenario at you. What do you think a company mm. should do when they're like, okay, we're back, we can yeah. you in, and the staff go, no. That was mm. really good. That was out of frame. Nobody knows what I just did. Yeah. <laughs> I like the other day where it was very in frame. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, and the employee just goes nuts. Well, I've been working from home. I've been more productive. I enjoy it. I'm getting like, yeah. Well, number are one, legalities I mean, on that. I don't know. Like, there's nowhere to hide now, right? Because we've got until June, so you've got to sort mm -hmm. your um. God, I keep wanting you to swear. You've got to sort things out. So, I don't <laughs> mind if you swear. Uh, so, it will be recorded and on LinkedIn forever that you have sworn. But oh my god, does that make you human? <laughs> this is a, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a, this is a really good opportunity for HR and talent to step up and to like mm. like basically pull people together and say, right, what are our business priorities? Mm. What are we going to focus on? And then to actually align their workforce across that and to start having conversations now in terms of like right who's up who wants to come back full-time don't forget as well people have been accruing holiday and that is a lot of um uh cost for a business yeah, yeah. Um, when you look at my so i think that businesses oh so at hr and town they need to basically mm. like focus on the priorities then look at the alignment then actually like go out and say right who's up who's like who's coming back who's not if you're working from home, what's your plan? Because I think the one thing is, is that you have to be responsible. You can't work from home and still have your children running around. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? You have well, to they'll like, be back from school, won't they? So hopefully. They won't. <laughs> September. They'll be back in September. Yeah, yeah September. But we, we like, I Maybe. think that. It's only five months I, away. It won't take long to be here before you know it, as it is every I, year. But <laughs> I think that the businesses that are really smart are going yeah. to start, like, getting 
things together remotely in the next couple of weeks. Can can I just say, can, can, on that point, here are two yeah. completely contrasting ones. So, Evan, mm -hmm. I feel bad for contractors. Well, I think this is this yes. specific contractor, to be fair. I have a contractor friend that every 20 minutes has to check in via video and wave oh, and show he's at his home office, right? So that's not wow. about that contractor. That's a company with trust issues. Yeah. Then you've got well, like, what opposite from Sophie Power. No, but look at this. Mm. I know one company that has handed the lease in on their office. Yeah, good for them. And now they're 100% remote. Boom. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. number one with Evan, I would ask your friend to go back as a contractor and say, how much time am I wasting? You're actually yeah. paying me on a day rate and I'm spending like one hour of it checking in with you. Actually, mm. like, like, give me proper goals. Let me go. Yeah. Um, and then There's a real the, trust the, issue there, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is that why on earth would you, that's, and that's probably something I would imagine to do more with the manager. Yeah. Well, the yeah. company, because oh, yeah, the yeah, CFO yeah. was like, you know what, you're getting them to stop every 20 minutes. It's like, you know, when people have that onboarding the contractors and spend a day in a room, and I'm like, are yeah. you here for a week? <laughs> but you've already got this issue. You've already got this issue where managers were often promoted and not given any support. Like we've had Sue Ingram on mm. talk yeah. about that. So baby, yeah. isn't it? Like you know, promote managers and let them die, kind of thing. Exactly. And yeah. then you suddenly got their whole team has gone remote. So they've gone from already not necessarily having the skills to having remote teams. I mean, yeah. it's pretty damn tough, isn't it? But again, and then it's going to be, oh, but we want people back in the office, and some of them don't want to come. Like I think the managers are really a bit screwed, aren't they? Well, no, but I think that goes down to the fact that they don't have the support from HR and talent to mm. say, right, this is what you are supposed to deliver as a team. Mm -hmm. And because the managers are, they're basically trying to safeguard themselves. So the reason that they want people to mm -hmm. check in is that they can say, well, we like doing everything that we can or having check-ins with people uh, because things are, it, it, nobody's looking at the actual outcome and delivery. Mm. It's more like, you know, yeah. if you sit there all day long, whereas, like, I couldn't give a toss if um, you work for me and you do your work in two hours a day or eight hours a day. If you get it done, fine. Like, you know, yeah. so you know it, it's up to you how you work and where you work as long as you deliver what's needed. And actually, if you hire people who are really talented and it's natural skill for them, right, yeah. and they're in flow mm. when they're doing that piece of work, they probably will do it really fast because it's really easy to them. For them, and yeah. that's why you should actually hire that person. But also, so if you give someone, it's like you know that classic. I can't remember what it is, but you know the um, factory where the um, manager gave them the keys to. Like they said, oh, you know, like he's like, oh, why is productivity drop? They're like, oh, you move the lights. So here you go. Here's the keys to the lights, and they mm. actually put he put a line on like, like and they put the lights back to where they were before. But because they felt that they were in control, they were like. God, work really hard because we've got the keys to like come out of the light. God knows what we might get next week. So it's the way that you engage people and you make them feel that they're part of the business. Yeah. And you know, they have a purpose. And you know, they want to be, and this is the biggest thing as well. I think that mm. a lot of individuals are going to want to be part of rebuilding companies mm. yeah. um, and doing the right thing. There's a lot of people, if you look at um, you know, it, it like it, like there's so many people that are doing like meetups, event right, etc., because they don't feel that they have a purpose at work and they don't mm -hmm. feel that they can add value. Um, and you know, they go out, you know, like I've got a friend of mine who like, you know, spends five hours a weekend like running football teams. I'm like, oh my god. And, and that's because he feels that he wants to make a difference. 
to the next so, generation. I'm like, can't you do that in workplace? Yeah. Like, no, not allowed to. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So you're talking, you're talking about employees and the, the focus on employees. Yeah. What about, what about potential new employees? Now, individuals are thinking, you know, post-COVID, yeah. are thinking about joining a new company and mm-hmm. they're like, okay, um, this, is the, this is the work model I want. I want three days a week from home. I want yeah. two days a week, you know, working in the office mm-hmm. or I want 100% complete remote. Now, companies have got to think about how they position themselves now because the old yeah. adage of, well, you pass your probation and we'll look at maybe one day a week from yeah. home. Yeah. Sounds ridiculous now, doesn't it? Mm. it? It does. But at the same time, if I was, and I was thinking about this the other day, I, I don't think I would accept a permanent job without actually meeting someone physically. Oh, I agree. Even that. if it was like two meters yeah. like socially distance. Yeah. And, but I'm thinking um, about that's when the you join. Process. We're talking about the actual yeah. hours you, and the yeah. way you Yeah. So I, I think that there's a certain amount you have to build credibility and yeah. trust, but also you need to be. I think you do. I think I think really as well. Also as well, it's important for you to be like dunked almost in the company culture to understand it. So perhaps you know you might work remotely, but perhaps you've got a buddy that you work with. Um, because I don't think that onboarding um, like programs at the moment are sophisticated well, enough to give you enough. Oh, I'm going to argue that one. The in-house yeah. I had, I 18 months I worked remote yeah. practically all of it and I knew the culture of that company but were they, they but they already had a remote culture right no I was the only one remote mm. oh well they are client sites for the consultants yeah in the office I was just because the office was so small you can't really talk salaries in an office that's small. yeah, so I was working from home. yeah. Mm. So. most of my kind of like jobs I literally like I operate from where's best in terms of what I'm doing at that point mm. in time. But I do think, I'm just thinking to myself, if you are, um, oh, I know that like with, with, with uh, I think people like to feel mm. an organisation. They like to see mm. that actually like what the values are written on the wall actually mm. exist. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how companies showcase that and give mm. that uh uh, 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 you know, kind of like feeling mm-hmm. to it almost. Yeah. Um, I should have been a little bit clearer. I, I guess what I'm, I'm thinking about is the empowerment of the individual that's thinking about joining mm-hmm. that company. So yeah. rather than it being dictated to them that we do one day a week working from home, yeah. that's your only option. It's been yeah. proven now that that is really a trust issue. Yeah. It's not yeah. a technology issue. It's not yeah. a business model issue. Mm. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's the, you know, the, the emotive element of it. So, well, now, if a candidate kind of goes, well, don't you have options to think about, you know, oh, yeah. the way I want to engage? Well, and I take your point about, yeah, yeah. But some companies need to rethink that because they're still thinking, oh, we'll default back to what we were, how we operated previously. So is and, this something yeah. HR should be focused on now? It, like literally, HR yeah. focused on now. But I also yeah. think that actually, I think that we believe that companies have actually now like managed to accelerate their future of work and they're like remote ready. They have not. They've got it like stuck on with like, you know, like sell it. I love the fact all of us just went. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's We're like, like yeah. those clowns, you know, in the show. Yeah, and, and also let's like, yeah, we are not remote working. We are working because of a pandemic. Like what this isn't like, you know, so um there has to be, I believe, 
and this is like oh, I love Josh version. So like I get so excited about it. He's saying like this has to be like the big reset. It's yeah. like everything that you've done as a HR team, put it in the bin. Mm. Is it like uh, I don't know, like Marie Kondo or something? Like who like talks like let you. This is your opportunity to clean house. This yeah. is your opportunity to get rid of all the bureaucracy, the process, the politics, the policies, mm. the tech, everything. Start as you would like if you're building from like the best house in the world. Yeah. The foundations. How would you want it to look? Yeah. And be mm. really smart about that. And actually, yeah. like cut the fats, cut the bureaucracy, like like enable your business because he said if you can actually get this crisis management piece right mm -hmm. and you can pull together the leadership team and you can like allocate the priorities and sort out the workforce you're going to be a god you know like a god mm -hmm. so you can do whatever you want then but also he's like there is so much wastage in mm -hmm. HR teams and in like so many people have tech that they don't use that doesn't tie mm -hmm. together that you've got like a person like knotting pieces together he's like throw it out the door and start again um so um budget, obviously yeah of course clearly. Well, but, but you would have the budget right because the thing is is that you know when you think about um you know the cost of mm. just you know LinkedIn recruiter seats. And, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also, as well, just if you've got people working remotely, I do think there is a case to say, well, actually, because you're not commuting anymore, you know, if you're, you're not coming into London anymore, you're working from home. I think we are going to see that shift. And if, if I was working with a really engaged smart talent team, I was saying to them, right, guys, if you're going to, if you want to work remotely, what we need to do is we need to put the right tools and processes in place to set us up for success. So we're all up for putting like two grand of our salary into a pot, let's go. And then actually like working back into the business. You're looking at me like this, because you're... <laughs> Yeah, I think- Yeah, uh, if you I, asked I, me to I, give I, up two grand of my salary, I'd probably tell you where to go. Yeah. It, it, depends, <laughs> yeah. it depends though on how, how that's set up. Because I've done this before um, with, with think, uh, businesses. I already it. have it. I'm not necessarily going to give it back. If you were like, oh, yeah. well, you were going to get a five grand pay rise, but actually we're going to keep two for learning that's, and development and tech and give you yeah. three. And I'm like, no, a couple of comments. Yeah. A couple of comments I want to share. Uh, first off, uh, because there was a nice comment here, uh, Katrina Francis said, I love your ideas. And I did see that Claire oh, Bush okay. was here. I don't know if she's still here. So shout out to her. Uh, Tom, Bolt. Happy birthday, Claire. <laughs> She's only until like, or, or two days like, all right. <laughs> no, it was Wednesday. All right. Right, Tom Bolt. Hello, Tom. I don't think we've had you here before. Um, unfortunately, yeah. the bureaucracy in a self-preserving yeah. entity. Um, sorry, there, oh, there is, I think, is the bureaucracy yeah. in a, a self-preserving entity. I'm completely screwing around reading this out. And will resist anything that will challenge the way it used to be. So unfortunately, mm -hmm. the bureaucracy is a self-preserving entity, yes, and will resist anything that would change the way it used to be. So yeah. I, I, I think you have to challenge that and say, like, bureaucracy or death. <laughs> mm. Literally, well, companies, if... I can see where he's coming from, definitely. Yeah, I and think I it think... might be, yeah, might be easier are... for smaller-scale companies, to your point, Liz, to, to mm. kind of pivot and change. But if you're yeah. a large-scale investment bank with massive ingrained processes, hierarchy bureaucracy mm. they're not just going to throw that out the window like well i think they they need to like look at it they need to do an audit and of course there are certain like like regulatory things that they have to do but actually if they really want to be agile and they want to mm. deliver 
And don't forget, we're going to a completely different um, world now. Um, yeah. it, it's going to be like all about like, you know, human, like consciousness. Like people aren't yeah. going to really care like what tin is on your box. They're going to be looking about how you deliver and who you deliver it with. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, on the financial institution, Pete, Glenn, mm. don't forget the likes of Starling Bank, for example. Yeah. You know, it's so easy for me to open yeah, an account so, with them compared yeah. to when I opened NatWest. Like, what a difference in bureaucratical crap. Oh. For me, the customer, yeah. you kind of go, I want that ease then as an employee. I know necessarily yeah. not commenting yeah. on how they treat their customers. Yeah, but yeah. Actually, it's still, it's, but but that's it's what still the future. Exactly. But that's what Low overheads. Like they're online, low overheads, yeah. less impact on the planet. Less impact on the planet, but also as well a contingency plan. I've spent six weeks trying to get through to NetWest. And yesterday when I eventually did yeah. get through after four and a half hold, he said, well, our call center can't cope because we've gone from 3,000 calls a day to 25,000. I said, well, I like, so when are you going to call me back and sort it out? And he's like, we don't know. And I was like, but I'm paying you. I'm a customer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't turn around to my Oh, yeah, say, sorry. No oh, fees no, no. at Starling. Big fees at NetWest as well. Yeah, but also like Microsoft yeah. don't turn around and say, like, sorry, I can't deliver your service. Um, you know, that whole kind of like you have to have a contingency plan. Yeah. So, sorry, this is just quite funny. Changes for others, not corporate HR or large agencies. Yeah. The whole John. Oh, is it? John. That's a like a little John sarcasm. This is awesome from Sophie Power earlier. I know I'm going back a little bit, but I've been pretty much remote for the whole of my current gig three days in. We went remote and I felt really connected to the team. It's doable to translate culture remotely, but it's proactive. Yeah. You have to make an effort. Yeah. But see, exactly. I keep saying, I keep seeing teams getting closer now they're remote because they're not sitting all day with these on in open plan offices texting each other. Yeah. So I'm um, actually seeing conversations. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but you're also being allowed to work as you want. Like yeah. the whole like like yeah. Bruce Daisy talks about that joy of work and he's saying that, mm. you know, people like when you go from like offices to open plan, suddenly people are like, Oh god, that woman's driving me crazy. She's going on about Coronation Street or someone's playing music. And actually starts like 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 have this real kind of like anger towards your like like colleagues. <laughs> And yeah. email percentage goes up by 75%. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it, it's also that thing. I mean, we, uh, I mean, the change as well. When Glenn and I were working at Spring uh, with the open plan, we weren't allowed to wear these. We weren't allowed no, to have a headset on our head. Mm. <laughs> People have to talk. Hi, Lee. People have to talk to and with each other. It's dreadful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that, yeah, but I, I think the fact is, is that let's just like get real about this. So mm. lockdown isn't finishing until June, but yeah. the long and short of it is, is that a vaccine isn't coming for 12 to 18 months. So whether you like it or not, companies are going to have to either decide whether they're checking out or mm. they're going to adapt. And yeah. it's a very long time to keep everything together with like duct tape. You've got uh, to sort it out. And the thing and is And they that do have the time right now. A lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that what you invest now in terms of the foundations and mm. actually, really you know, but also as well, like engaging people, mm. because if you help people fix this problem, they're going to like be so wedded in investors. Mm. Um, and I think also, you know, there's a lot of, 
I think we're going to see a contrition drop because people are going to be scared. Uh, because oh, yeah. like in the case it's another furlough. Mm -hmm. uh, people are saying there's going to be a large spike in terms of contractors. I'm not too sure about that. I think we'll see contractors mm -hmm. saying, I want to fix term contracts, or can I do temps perp? I think people will want security and consistency. So I think you need to like adapt your workforce and your workplace, whether yeah. that be like, physical. Actually, the other thing you talked about when we were on our call, which I found quite interesting and I'm not really thought about, mm -hmm. for those that are actually suffering more stress now they're working at home. You were mm -hmm. talking about like, I mean, we talked about, you know, abuse, yeah. et cetera, but also just the pressure of the kids yeah. and at work and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You felt they might come back to work and flake. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So if you look at... Um, the recession in 2008 hmm. there was a massive increase in terms of like work-related stress afterwards hmm. um i couldn't believe that like suicide increased for like 16 percent just hmm. like you know incredible i think the fear and the anxiety and i think there'll be some people that have been holding it all together because mm -hmm. they're at home, they're trying to yeah. manage everything, they've got kids in the background, they've got, and also mm -hmm. as well, they're probably trying to keep themselves, like, perhaps, like, stay positive, stay positive. And then once mm -hmm. things, like, go back to normal, and don't forget as well, um, when you think about people don't trust the media, they don't trust the system, they don't trust society. Mm -hmm. For a lot of them, like, work is, like, where, you know, they feel like they've got their friends or, you know, CEO. So I think there's going to be an awful lot of businesses that need to look at well. I think actually the first thing you need to do is look at health and well-being. Yeah. And understand. And like, have the really <laughs> deep conversations, like, are you financially struggling? I mean, we should be having yeah. that with our friends. And people yeah. won't admit you know what? I actually can't afford the rent. I can't afford the mortgage. I can't. Absolutely. It's, it's like Absolutely. a pride thing, which is what yeah. the suicide thing comes from. Yeah. It's like the, oh, well, I'll just pretend it's not happening and then it all gets yeah. too much. But also, if yeah. like, you're like a graduate and you've, or you're on furlough, so you're only mm. going to get 80% your salary, and suddenly mm. like, you're asked to go back to work next week. Mm. But, like, I know like some of the like, grads that I used to work with, that literally they'd be on baked beans from like you know mid-month. And, like, suddenly to have to start commuting, it's expensive. Definitely. Well, luckily they're not out drinking, though, let's be fair. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're drinking at home. No, certainly yeah. I've saved on the nails and the hair. I did cut my own fridge, <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Yeah, um, I, I think <laughs> we have disposable income, but I think there are a lot of people that don't when they're first starting yeah. out. Do you think I wouldn't call my income stable right now. Sorry? Do you think companies are perpetuating the uncertainty? Because obviously they're waiting for, uh, i.e., the government exit plan, what the new norm might be. But actually, I, if they can, if they see and observe now, yeah. certain working styles are working for people. Why don't they start having a conversation about this is your new norm? Because it requires let's, let's someone from HR talent to go and sit down with the C-suite and say to them, "This is our new norm. You need to lead." Because the CEO and the C-suite, they are managing like the client issues, yeah. like, you know, like your supply chain management. You're in charge of the people. You're in charge of the workforce. Yeah. Your job is to make sure the right people are in the right place, the right time yeah. to deliver work. So get out your ass and do it. Like, this it's, is a brilliant you know, and It's not easy. So um, bless my chiropractor for having emergency appointments. Um, he's technically meant to be shut like 99% of the month. But anyway, um, he, he's just going... I'm not getting a business rates reprieve because for some reason chiropractors yeah. don't get it, which is insane, right? Yeah. All of the other shops on the street get it, but he doesn't. Um, mm -hmm. He's not getting this. The furlough money hasn't come through yet, but he's got to pay. He's worried about his tax. And like this stress he's under, he's not thinking about what yeah. happens. 
we can't even see past next week because of the yeah. stress of Absolutely. how do I not have to let go of all the stuff that he absolutely loves. Yeah. And it's that's just one company. And yeah. It's crazy. There's so little information coming to them. Absolutely. And the, I don't think the press is helping because all it really is is we're just talking trash and we're just interviewing people who are dying and more people that are dying and we're not actually looking exactly. at survival rates or what's going good that's yeah. going on. And then add to that, the government really doesn't know what it's doing because it's never been through it before. But that's also one thing that I think that as a, a responsibility to each other in an ecosystem, I see a lot of companies just like, hey, have more tools, have more tools. Like, no, stop throwing tools. Actually give people, like, research, like, toolkits to do their job like uh, elevate them like throwing more tech uh, into the, the the process of the moment is not going to help you need to set them up for success um and you know i think the thing is, is as well that i'm surprised that the government haven't asked companies to look at their supply chain as well because there are three percent of us um that have completely got no protection um, you know, my pipeline disappeared overnight. Yeah, and I, I'm waiting. I've got invoices that are late from you know people that are screaming and shouting about how brilliantly they're doing and what they're providing. I'm like, give me my money, <laughs> you know. And mm -hmm. so, you know, mm -hmm. my whole business is being funded at the moment on a personal credit card. So mm -hmm. I, I think that we do need to start, you know, kind of like looking at that whole piece as, as well yeah. in terms of like how are we helping. Responsibility to one another. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And, and actually, mm -hmm. on that, just uh, doing a plant because you know I've got my little thing over there. I'm pointing the wrong yeah. way. This really is backwards, isn't it? Um, the Slave Free yeah. Alliance are doing a free oh. webinar about your supply chain and actually how it is impacting cool. people that are trapped in modern day slavery. So I'll make sure I share the link. I actually shared it earlier on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, I'll add yeah. it on the comments here uh, yes. for anyone who has any kind of supply chain whatsoever. Because yeah. Um, there are forty point three million, so it's, they're really mm -hmm. suffering as well as you and I, Liz, with non-payment. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. I also, um, I have um, Kemp Little Law Firm have developed a hub, which is for free, which is for people that they can go to and that, like all the advice that you need, all like toolkits, etc. So I share that as well. But that's, that's the cool. stuff that's really useful that you need. That's kind of like you could spend like five hours looking through like ACAS and CIPD, whereas that's that's the you know information that's going to like make it make it a bit easier yeah absolutely good so do you have any final words for the hr and talent people that are tuning in and there's lots of them which is really lovely i feel like a whole yeah, family's tuned right. in i know i practically know every person that's tuned in which is cool have you got any final uh i think um be mindful that everyone is going through different experiences at this point in time so i think that having patience and understanding if perhaps people fly off the handle or don't deliver i think that we need to be a little bit more um just conscious of everyone else at the moment and i think also like use this time to invest in all those projects that have been like like on your to-do list Mm -hmm. uh, if you're employed like this is you know your opportunity to get them done but also like step up this yeah. is now like the biggest opportunity that you have ever had to mm -hmm. really like like show uh what you can do mm -hmm. um and, you know like don't ask like don't wait to be asked just like, mm -hmm. like get going and find a mentor 
reach out to someone. Like if you're in a position where you're standalone or you don't know what you're doing, just reach out. Like I'm really happy as well. I, I can like like you know um chaperone you towards people that are, you know think great, but just That's you know cool. people have got time and actually people want to help. Um exactly. so you know use this as your opportunity to to yeah shine. I agree. Cool. Completely. Yeah, totally. Time to step up. 100%. Right. I've not actually checked if next week's guest is coming or not. Because I'm sure they will. Ago, be. So, oh, should I come uh, again? <laughs> otherwise, this <laughs> might be back. Um, yeah, sorry. The schedule, because we're trying to keep everything on theme with this as well, with what's going on with the mm. pandemic and what can help and, you know, spark ideas of what people can be doing yeah. now, much as I still mm. think this is a good topic. Um, so I'll come back on that one. Uh, interesting. It would be really good uh, to find out. Wrote, wrote, lovely comment. Find a mentor or be one. Lots of people know I do yeah. that. Actually, Shamila just popped mm. in. Yeah. Um, I told her I'm mentoring her. I don't know how she feels about that. Um, <laughs> and obviously, Emma <laughs> Fry Don't be a friend as well to be a mentor. Don't be afraid yeah. to be a mentor. Mm. I think some people are like, oh, I'm not like, you know, you can always add value because actually just diversity of thought is brilliant. Well, sometimes it's just a conversation, isn't it? Yeah. That's, mm. that's all yeah. I do. So I just like talk or, or listen. I try and listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Active my husband. listening. Active listening, not my high strength. That's why I've got a stage. <laughs> teach me that. Um, oh, thank you, Liz. Love the good energy between the three of you. I have to get Liz on the show as well. Um, she can now yeah, that she's 71, baby. Um, mm. Right. Oh, Liz, darling, thank you so, so much for thank all of that. And coming you, on, particularly as we you had thank to jump in last minute because we had a sh -sh -sh change. <laughs> so, but uh, amazing ideas going on there. Uh, Glenn, as ever. And to everybody that's tuned in and all your thousands of comments and everything, um, thank you so much. We shall be back next Thanks, week everyone. with a topic of some description that we will let you know at some point next week. Yeah, I don't know um, people going to all these people. There'll be a, a video post on Thursday. Just look out there will for be, it. There'll be something Thursday. at some point. Um, so we will be back at 3 p.m. British summertime, which currently it's not. It's definitely grey out there, which is very disappointing after weeks of sunshine. And uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, what else did we say? 4 p.m. Central European. Time. European anyway, time. Anyway, you can get the drift the same time next yeah. week. Have the Perfect. most wonderful weekend, everybody. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Stay safe.